And there's that weird song when um when they have the play date. They're, they're playing some awkward song. Johnny Paycheck. No, now it's, it's playing there. It's Citizen King. Citizen King. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what do you look at? Like I don't get it. I feel like Gordon was looking. When we were like, Gordo, you should write notes for the show. He's writing notes, but he's looking at ones for other episodes. He's, <laughs> he's just throwing he's, stuff out. He's just never right. Ever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's matter. weird like, because he looks it up. It's I like, know. He's got the, the power of the internet like at his fingertips, and he, he still gets everything wrong. I, I don't feel like understand someone, like, it. Put something on his phone as a prank, so instead of Google, he's like using <laughs> Boogle, and it just it, like purposely gives you fake info. Oh, my God. <laughs> you say Boogle. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, a show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle went 151 episodes over seven seasons on Fox. They were talking about episode one, which was called Pilot, originally airing January 9th, 2000. But to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me, as always, the boys, Nick, Berg, Joe, and Gordo. What's going on, guys? hey Hello. Yo. They're just boobs, lady. <laughs> so first and foremost, welcome back, everyone, to week four of January. This week is Brandon's pick. Brandon's uh, someone who's reached out to us a few times over the last year or so. Uh, he's told us he listens to some of our episodes on repeat, which is amazing because Gordo doesn't listen to some of our episodes at all. <laughs> or and watch I the episodes them. that we cover. And I edit um, them. So thank you to Brandon. Thank you for this pick. He actually had like a different pick that was also kind of, he was wavering between, which I won't get into, but there's a good chance you're going to hear that one soon anyway. So, but yeah, Malcolm yeah. in the Middle, a show that we've talked about doing, we never did. And I think Ferg thought we already did it. Yeah, I was convinced. I kind of did too. It comes up so often because we always talk about that other show, The Middle. Yeah. That as well. Yeah, Which the other show in the middle done. comes up, and then we talk about Malcolm in the middle, and then we move on. So it's I think it's just in our brains. We had to have talked about a specific part of Malcolm in the middle in another episode, because I remember discussing, like, the classroom and stuff. It's weird. It's There's so many shows that are at a level of popularity that I think we just assume will eventually happen, or someone else will pick. So there's a lot of these, like, B-tier shows that we just haven't done for whatever reason. I wouldn't call this a B-tier show. No, I don't mean it like, I don't mean it in that way. I mean, like, there's, like, the Seinfelds, The Office, like, th those, like, top, top tier shows, like, the regarded as the best shows of all time. I'll get and into, then, I mean, we'll get into it, but I don't, I don't think this show is, again, not to tip the hat, I don't think this show is it. far <laughs> off from those. I think this, um, yeah, in its own right, I, was a very influential sitcom. I think we are very far away from the days where we guarded how we felt about episodes. Yeah, yeah, this isn't. I will yeah. say this though. Do you know what this feels like to me? What year two thousand on Fox? Very, the year very two thousand. I don't single camera stuff um, that got really, really popular at this time too. Like if you watch this right after Titus, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in the year of Y two K." Like your brain is just right that's a good there. night right there. Yeah, it is a good night. Yeah, probably get some pizza, maybe some Chinese food. Every show is going to have a fisheye lens at some point in time. <laughs> it has to. <laughs> yeah. 
And at least one actor from Seinfeld or a Cheech and Chong movie will be involved at some point. Also, I just want to remind everyone real quick, s1e1pod.com is where you can find all our links to our social medias everywhere where you can listen to us. s1e1pod on Instagram and X. Interact with us. We like talking to you guys. January is kind of a special month where we had some people pick episodes, but we still like to hear from you guys in general and know what shows you want us to do. And we have a lot of other things we'd like to start get going, like giveaways and stuff. So follow us there and we can start getting, uh, get let me remember how to talk, get moving on some of that stuff. Yeah, the next contest will be who gets to record an entire episode with red paint all over their ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then a couple quick numbers. IMDb have this show in at an 8.2. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, only an audience score, but an audience score of 90. This is a you know, show that I, I would assume we've all watched a chunk of in its day, which is kind of funny because it's also right around that era where we say we didn't watch a lot of TV. So maybe that says a lot about I... the show. I, in passing, have seen episodes. Um... Oh, I watched this every week when it was on. Yeah, I watched a lot of this, too. I will say this, though. We sometimes talk about, like, the chunks. I think it's it started at a point where we were watching it a lot. Because when I was looking this up and they were like, and their fifth child, Jamie. I was like, who the fuck is Jamie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, at that it's point, I wasn't watching anymore, clearly. Because that would have been, this went how many seasons? Five? Seven. Seven. So we were uh, out of high school by the time this ended. There was no way. I did not you know, see a lot of this show. You don't um, remember them having the other baby? Jamie, who for a while they did, had no idea what they wanted the sex of the baby to be, which is why it's Jamie. Oh. Ah. Fun fact. I did not know that. Um, actually, another fun got... fact about this show is that in this episode, their last name is Wilkerson. But the writers actually changed it after this episode, and you don't actually know what their last name is until the last episode when um, I think it's Francis's uh, work ID falls, and it's actually no last name. Heisenberg. (laughs) Also, did you know that Malcolm can't fart? (laughs) Is that real? No, it's no. a callback to last Come week on, when Jay. Gordo said rabbits can't fight. I'm sorry, oh, three weeks here, ago, not he last wasn't week. Here, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I missed that one, so I was not on that episode. So I've I had no idea what Nick was talking about here. I I have a whole <laughs> bunch of rabbit facts that they are trying to dispute. They, they weren't were facts. Actual. They were fa- they were rabbit fictions. Yeah, they're they're easily disputable. I like when sometimes I'm like, I don't want to miss an episode because, you know, I want to make sure I'm here for everything. And then I find out this is what I missed. And it was like, nah, it was better just being sick and not being on the episode. Fuck that. I don't want to miss an episode because I don't want to miss out shitting on yeah, Gorda. You also <laughs> missed out on a prime opportunity to do an Anna Nicole impression that yep. you probably did. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's true. This, it was actually a show that was like tailored for you to be on. You really missed a good one. Uh, um, but that was two weeks ago. Um, we did a show since then. We did Out of This World was last week's episode. Oh, Out of This World was last week's episode. And that one had Casper Jackson in it, so I'm good. Also, I do want to bring up real quick, I mean, you know, to peel it back, we don't go live. You know, these shows aren't, you know, coming out the day we record them. Um, the day we're recording this episode is actually 24 years to the day that this episode debuted. Neat. Oh, no shit. Funny that. A January debut, a mid-season replacement. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that at the time, because most shows are all just coming out in September. Yeah, usually this would be like when they always knew a show or two was going to tank. You got to well, have something this, in reserves. This show was originally slated for UPN, and they gave up on it, and then it got picked up by, um, what is it, on Fox? Fox. This is yeah. Fox, yeah. 
So they they ended up snagging it when they canceled. So maybe that's why. UPN was like, let's do another season of Nick Freno licensed teacher, a real hit. Let's leave Malcolm in the middle to Fox and see what they can do with it. And they'll advertise it on the Super Bowl. (laughs) We've tried doing Nick Freno and you just can't find like a good enough copy of that episode to like justify it. It's become a weird white whale because we can't actually find it. Whereas a show like Bob Hart's Abishola, I just don't ever want to do because we can't make the joke anymore. Oh, I'll still make the joke. (laughs) It'll be uh, doing its last season, last season coming up for Bob Hart Abishola. And we'll be covering it. I'm assuming uh, we'll cover it soon. Um, <laughs> so anyway, as we'll get into this episode. So it starts off with a monologue. We're hearing Malcolm's voice, and I, I, the exact monologue isn't even worth quoting, but he's kind of running through, and you're learning a little bit. Like, he has three brothers. He's, it's weird. He's, like, kind of the middle child, but, like, ish. really. four of them. Yeah, because of the fourth, it throws it off, but Francis isn't there. So he's, yeah, so he's like the middle of the three that are around. But yeah, Francis, the oldest one, is in military school. And then he has Dewey, his younger brother, and then Reese, his older brother. Is that threat gone? I'm sure military schools still exist, but our entire childhoods, TV shows, that was the threat. <laughs> we'll send you to military school. I mean, they even actually like... send AJ to military school in The Sopranos. A kid gets sent there, too, at around the exact same times. So, like, they were actually pushing yeah, the mean, envelope. Military sounds like a judge it. sent him there. Which nowadays you can get sent to the military, yeah, easily. Like I, I'd say I, I couldn't tell you the exact amount, but there are definitely a percentage of people in the military who are essentially court ordered. There, it's like join the army or go to jail, and yeah, especially when you're in that like eighteen ish range, like you, you do just enough to be in a, a nuisance. Yeah. In peacetime, it's a good deal. It's like, well, fuck it. I committed a crime. They're going to wipe this crime off the books. I'll go get in good shape. But you're not treated the same, though, as an enlisted person. I don't think. I think you are. I think they just think of you as another grunt. You're a body. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're probably just a bullet catcher. Eventually, but I mean, I can't imagine. I don't know. None of us were in the military. Maybe we'll have to do some homework. I wonder if that's why they're so poor. It's because they have to pay to send them to this private military school. Because each parent has a job. I know they're not good jobs, but they each have a job, and they're just very poor. I don't know. People have two jobs now, and they're poor. I think it's also just having four kids. It's expensive. Yeah, I just think they're just very, like, working middle class. I mean, not much has changed. Lots changed. (laughs) After that, like, little monologue, we get into the intro of the show, which is, it was weird because it's, like, not the exact version I'm used to. Even the song was slightly modified from what i'm used to it's like a different part of the song it's the same song but it's like a different section another band that has been on the show before they They might might be giants giants. yeah they did um big bang theory no they didn't that was bare naked ladies no that was they might be giants you want to argue with me because i know for a fact it's bare naked ladies I literally have blocked out every second of the Big Bang Theory, <laughs> yeah, so I, I can't know. even I can't even jump in on this one. That's might they might be giants. Big, big, no, it's it's bare naked ladies. You know what? We, they might be giants makes more sense though because they are a nerdy band. Like they're the band who's like the sun is a mass of incandescent gas. This isn't worth debating. This is something worth googling. <laughs> yeah, you can you can figure this out very easily. Who wrote Big Bang Theory? theme song shut up it is the bare naked ladies yes of course 
I had no idea that was the case. I thought that they, they might it, be giants. It doesn't sound like the bare naked lady. Yes, it does. Oh, based on the one bare naked lady song you can think of. Yeah. Where it's barren. This doesn't sound like those what? bare naked ladies deep cuts I'm so familiar with. <laughs> hey, you I could be the biggest bare naked ladies fan. I guess I would know that they did the Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna say you kind of shot yourself on the foot on that one. Like, no offense to the bare naked ladies. I just yeah, I saw they have more one than... aside from one week. What's the other one that they have? That people like would know. Prick me or something like it, the, the, There was one. Uh, it's funny. When we were in high me? school. Pinch, pinch me. That's me? what it was. Yeah. And I only know that because when we were in high school, we had a jukebox and that song was on it. And somebody played it like every day. I I'm forgot like, we had a jukebox in high school. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have it every year. It, it disappeared at one point, didn't it? Or they like. Continuity issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't have it in the early days. We got it, I think, our sophomore year. I think oh. our school's funding had continuity issues too. Them, yeah, I was gonna say that was the kind of thing they really liked, and then we realized we were drinking ten-year-old Fruitopia, and they were like, "Maybe we get rid of the fucking jukebox at this point." Also, part of this intro is unfortunately this is um only early clips. This doesn't have all the ex- extra stuff that like I've come to know the show to have in the intro. So we don't get Chris Benoit versus Bret Hart in the intro. Oh like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder if they've cut that out in uh, subsequent reshowings of the show. Oh, you know. I, good question i don't know if they did I, probably I not because I, you get a lot more bret hart and like benoit's on the ground getting put in a sharpshooter so which is good and 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 perfect because he's an evil evil terrible man yes bret hart is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one person cares way too much about wrestling and the other one's bret hart <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm not gonna comment on any of this um <laughs> but yeah no this is a very fun intro um that song's a bit of a earworm in itself. It's it's, it's very, iconic thanks to this show. Yeah. I would love to it's know the those... kind of money you pull in when you're like the theme song for a show like this. And then like the subsequent, like how many albums did they sell because of this show? How many more people did go to their shows? You know, like this boosts your profile and your income, I would imagine significantly. When theme songs get this, like when regular songs become this iconic for being a theme song, is it weird for the band? Like, do they play this live? Is it weird to play it live at this point? Probably not. No, money, dude, there's money. a weird thing going on. I forget who it was. Some like smaller independent band or whatever. Um, they one of their songs ended up in like a TikTok video. This is like some like you know smaller punk band or whatever. So they were playing shows and like the shows were selling out and people were going and then they were like recreating the thing from the TikTok video when the band played that song and then just leaving. So like, it money looks is like money. <laughs> sure. But it's depressing though, to be like, look how many people came to our show. We sold out. You yeah. know what? A smart band would be like, save that for the last song. Well, I imagine oh. you do once you figure out what's going on. I'm sure it takes a few days though, to be like, what the fuck's happening here? And then someone probably no, hits you, you to like, Oh, you're what you do is you just play that song, but you book in like 10 different venues, you know, triple double and triple up. Bounce around the city. <laughs> I saw clips of people who are like popular on TikTok who go on tour <laughs> and just do like weird TikTok things and like people go crazy. I and fucking it, hate that exists. That makes me sad about the world. I hate that so much. It makes me hate the world so much. <laughs> I kind of want to like, see the guy that, that no. does the weird, uh, the weird rap. Like he makes all the weird funny raps about like it's TikTok. TikTok. You need to be more specific. Yeah. There's this one guy, I think his name is Rise Hendricks, that 
he make he does this skit called like weird bars where he has all these characters come in and they like rap and he they like rap about like poop they're like hardcore games you know how something. old you sound right now trying to describe a tiktok video i'm really like you know, <laughs> and his, I, I believe his name young, is bro. rise hendrix i think hmm, yes they rap about poop <laughs> he poop r-y-z-e poop rap. Yeah, yeah regardless newfangled it, 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 ways of spelling <laughs> Right now, that guy's ears are burning in the worst way ever. He's like, oh, no, someone's talking about me. Well, what I meant, though, is I see stuff where it's just like, you know, 18-year-old kids who are just getting on stage and, like, doing, like, little, like, hand gestures and, like, you know, like, not even a dance. It's, like, more just, like, a movement, and people are going crazy, and I'm going, what? kids are basically all not even watching them. They're turned around with their phones like this, so they can have a selfie that they were there. I fucking hate the world we live in. That's how we what? got the island boys. You know what? <laughs> I mean, true. We were the weird generation with all that weird shit. It's it's cyclical. It's generational. Like our parents hated everything that we did, as we will hate everything the younger generation. Yeah, I'm sure they At hated least we our don't say skibbity and like yeah, yeah you don't to the Rizzler. Exactly. Like you don't think that our parents hate. I mean, Joe's the exception, but we all wore baggy pants, right? You didn't think our parents were like, you look fucking ridiculous. But, oh, I had the, I had the opposite know. of that though. Parents were like, "Your yeah. pants are too tight. You look fucking ridiculous." It was the same effect. Didn't your Didn't your dad at one point say that if you farted too hard, you'd blow your shoes off? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> that was around the time when I was wearing nothing but bullets all over me, and they were calling me Frito Bandito as well. <laughs> Joe farts, and all the bullets just start shooting everywhere. <laughs> they shoot off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, to that, every generation has their dumb shit, right? And that's just what it is. And you can't judge another generation because oh, you're judging. just not part yes, of it. I mean, I'm I will, but hard. I mean, like, you really can't. But I think that we are lucky that we did not have cell phones in our generation. Organically, we're able to do shit and then still be <laughs> I think be we'd all have better grades if we did. <laughs> oh, well, sure, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I forgot. Farg who loves cheating. <laughs> I love yeah, cheating. That clear recently. I mean, maybe more of us here would have gone to college, but... I went to college. We discussed it I earlier. It doesn't help. I'm still an idiot. <laughs> well, as I'm saying, it's two out of five. That's a uh, 40%. I went. Nick went. Sorry. Oh, shit. Nick did go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, Jay and I are dum dums. Well, fuck me then. Fuck you, Jay. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm doing okay. It, well, my, my spending's terrible, but I'm, my earnings okay. But yeah. regardless. I think we're doing that, all right. We're, we're all I doing mean, okay. I, I, I make job, more guys. than I would if I did what, <laughs> what I went to school for. So it worked out. Calligraphy. In the end. Yes, calligraphy. Underwater basket weaving. <laughs> Cheese appreciation. They said it would catch on one day. So in any event, um, the first scene after the intro, it's just we see the two parents in the kitchen, and um, the mom is just shaving like the father's body. It's, um, what are their, the parents' names in the show? It's Lois, um, uh, right? Yeah, yeah Lois, Hal, and, Lois and Hal. And Hal, Hal yeah. So Lois is shaving Hal, and he's just like reading the paper, and like, like, oh, it's so gross. That scene's later in the intro too, and um, it wasn't yeah. in this one, obviously, but that's another scene I remember from the intro. Is them like that whole yeah. part? I think smartly though, right? Because like you don't want this in the intro of the first episode, because then you ruin the joke of how funny it is to see this scene. Yeah, when it's well, the a lot first of shows scene. fall into that though, where they have to use first episode clips because they're making yeah, the intro twenty minutes only and stuff. Yet. Yeah. But yeah, there's like that newspaper all over the ground, and you see piles of hair everywhere, and it's fucking gross. Why are they in the kitchen? 
That's the thing. Like, they could have been anywhere. Why do they like being naked around their kids so often? <laughs> that too. I do remember years ago, um, <laughs> I lived with a friend of mine and I was like going away and it was like the day or two before I was going on a trip. And she's like, do you want me to shave your back for you? And I was like, sure. So we're like on the porch <laughs> and she's like, and then like my downstairs neighbor just like is walking in. And here's like on the porch and looks up. And she's this really awkward situation where <laughs> he's like buzzing my back before I go to Cancun. He just gets hit with a tumbleweed of hair. <laughs> yeah, oh. His hair falls through the cracks of the uh, the floor too. I mean, I think that's one of those younger things too. Like, like now I feel like if you're going to like, you know, manscape yourself or do whatever, you're going to do it yourself. But at some point, like, I don't know, when I nared my chest, I was like, can somebody help me do this? I can the first reach. time you do it, you need some help. Well, the back is the back. It's just you can't reach the back. Yeah, you just got to embrace it. Got to embrace the natural sweater. Not when you're as hairy as me. I know we're in different situations, Gordo. You literally showed everyone your chest like yeah. a couple Gordo, weeks you back. You don't have any you, body you're, hair. You're pretty hairless. Nope. I am. Yeah, embrace it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would love to embrace being hairless. <laughs> Listen, we're I would love hair. Um, I get cold easily. But yeah, it, you're a lot smaller than us too. Like it's, it's not the <laughs> I don't hair. think the chest hair is going to help, bud. But in any event, as this is happening, mom's calling her sons in because it's like they have to have breakfast before school. She's telling them there's only two toaster waffles left, so one of them's going to have to have cereal. So now they're all like just legit fighting to get to these waffles. Is it weird that I'd rather have the cereal? I'd rather the cereal because depends on the cereal. Depends on the cereal. Each one's going to get one waffle. A bowl of cereal is going to be a lot more filling. I'd yeah, rather just, the waffle. It's just an ego each. Yeah, I'd rather like an order of waffles, but a single waffle, I'd rather the cereal. I just got cinnamon checks the other day, and they are delicious. <laughs> and then this is right around when we're seeing for the first time, too. Um, Malcolm talks to the camera a lot. And he'll yeah. do it like mid, like mid dialogue with other people. Like he'll just turn and look to the camera all the time. Yeah, it's saying Zach Morris time out. Yeah. Is it this much in other episodes? I don't remember being this much. I don't know. I do. Like, it, it's been so long since I've watched an episode, so it's I don't know if my memory's fuzzy, but it does happen a lot. It does happen a lot. Yeah, it's I the whole it. show. He just narrates throughout everything. This, when he's talking to us this time, he's explaining that like the whole issue with like dad being shaved, this is like a monthly affair because he has sensitive skin and <laughs> It, it makes him itchy when he wears clothes when his hair is too long. <laughs> I call BS on that. One month, shave your chest and tell me how you feel in one month. You're gonna need to shave it more than more often than that if you're so sensitive. You're kind to of it. an all. Or, well, that's the thing. Like if you look at how hairy Hal is, like he let himself completely fuzz out again, which means you go through that whole itchy phase, and now you have yeah. this long, like puffy hair again. So if he's growing hair at this rate, he's kind of an anomaly. Yeah, you're Probably gonna do that weekly. Probably should have looked into it beforehand, but do you think that's his real chest hair? Or do you think that's for the bit? Like that's like I think they added some on. hair because he's fully fuzzy. He's very, like, very hair. Yeah. yeah, so they probably added say, to the arms and stuff. I've never seen Breaking Bad before, but I assume there's a scene in Breaking Bad where he's shirtless, and that would be the place to tell. Yeah, but he's going through chemo, so he's got no hair on him. That's true. He's hairless. Oh shit, you're yeah. right. I I sort of knew that. Again, I've you never, never seen Breaking you never Bad. Never saw Breaking Bad at all. No, no. I don't it's, watch dramatic it's shows. It's overrated. Ferg, has, has, that's one of those things Ferg decided he didn't like before he watched it. It's a phenomenal show, and I don't watch a lot of drama-like shows. You guys know that. I loved it. I watched every episode. 
I do like shows like that, but I've never seen that or Mad Men. Those are the two that like are just missing from my portfolio. I want to watch Mad, Mad Men. Either. That's one I got to get seen into. Never Mad Men either. I've, no, I've seen an episode or two of Mad Men. But I came in in the middle, so I didn't understand what was going on. I will say this, though, as somebody who is trying his damnedest so <laughs> to quit smoking right now, I don't think I could handle Mad Men right now. That'd probably be tough. Yeah, that'd be a tough one right now. Uh, justified we rewatched justified like every couple of years and i always am like i don't know what happened but i drank like two bottles of bourbon in the course of rewatching justified because an entire show was just people drinking great bourbon what a weird show to constantly rewatch it's so good M- moving along um <laughs> so now mom's talking about this whole shaving thing and like she thinks it's like almost wasteful to throw all this hair away she thinks maybe like birds would like to nest in it <laughs> Or, like, the, the boys could use it for school projects. And then while she's having this dialogue, tells him, like, arms up so she could, like, get a different part of him. So while he's doing that, moving the newspaper up, which was covering him, now he's exposing <laughs> his dick to his kids. The kid's <laughs> reaction's like, really Reese good, is too. Like, oh, dude. <laughs> the kid cringe is fun. I never had naked family, so I'm glad Me I never had to deal with this. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Oh, no. Just work this weekend. Yeah, I don't think many people uh, had naked family. Yeah, that's not normal because I think we all were like, ew. (laughs) Right. I mean, imagine some people must do. I mean, like, like some people must have that, I'd imagine, right? But maybe not so much now. I think that there's a different mindset of that stuff now, probably. But yeah, I don't even know how to approach the conversation to be like, well, I'm sure I've seen my dad naked at some (laughs) point. Like, there's no like normal way to navigate this conversation. So. Every one of those kids is too old for an accidental accidental situation. Like accidental dad you know. flash. Yeah. <laughs> like walk into the bathroom as a little kid or something. You don't know the boundaries or whatever. Like, sure. But yeah, they're all way too old for that. This is weird, but it's not nearly as weird as the mom later. But we'll get into that when we get to we'll it. We'll get into that when we get into it. But right now, mom's telling Malcolm that, hey, you know, after school today, make sure you get home and like clean up because she has a play date arranged from him for him. And it's... um. Stevie the Wheelie Knurbin. Uh, <laughs> Stevie's one of my favorites. Now, does anybody <laughs> did anybody else get confusion in the fact that his last name gets used a lot and the name of the class gets used a lot a lot and they're both K and they both sound very similar? That the class is weird too. It's like it doesn't feel like a natural name for the school. So like I don't think I'll say it at all. This well, do you know what the, the the class is named? The Krellborns? That's a reference to Little Shop of Horrors. That's yes. um, Seymour's last name. Uh, Seymour! <laughs> now, here's a question. Ferg, I know you've seen them both. Has, everybody, has anybody here not seen either Little Shop of Horrors? I've seen both. I've seen the original. I've seen the I original. saw the one with Rick Moranis. Jack Nicholson, I think, is better than anybody in the Rick Moranis version, but the Rick Moranis one is much more fun. The Rick Moranis one's got the whole uh, dentist scene, which I love. <laughs> That's Jack Nicholson in the original one. Oh, then I've seen the this Rick one's Moranis. Steve one. Martin. Yeah, I Steve Martin Steve is the dentist Martin. in the Rick Moranis one, and the the patient yeah, is yeah, Jack yeah, Nicholson okay. in the first one. So we find so basically, there's a kid in Malcolm School that's like wheelchair bound, and there was one time where Malcolm sat with him and like at lunch, which he says like I don't know, I guess. The kid just wheeled over to where he was sitting, but they ate together, sort of. That was like, I don't know, I guess the kid doesn't have a lot of friends, so you know, to him, that was like a big moment. So now that mom reached out to 
Malcolm's mom and they're setting up this play date. And even when like, it's weird, their mom is very aggressive, but I think she's pretty logical every time she talks, except for when it's like weird food things. I feel he's aged out of the setup play date era of childhood. But yeah, but I feel like that's kind of addressed in how they respond to it. Like you yeah. I have a play date. Like, so they, they kind of yeah. made that known that he was too old for that. Also, the first time we hear the word crippled, which also feels very the year 2000. (laughs) I did like the way that she went about that, because like as she's yelling at him, like, you know, he's, you know, a good kid and blah, blah, blah. It's like, now you're going to hang out with that crippled boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 90s Fox. This would have been 90s UPN. Yeah, it feels like I, I brought up Titus earlier, but I feel like that's the kind of thing you would expect when they do one of the flashbacks in Titus. Like, you're going to hang out with that crippled boy. Like, that sounds like the dad yelling at them. Doing buggies. <laughs> this show feels like a show that would be flashbacky, but it's not. And I appreciate that it's not. Yeah. I'm glad it's not because they're all too young. It would be weird to have to flashback because you'd have to use different actors. Yeah, that's true. They do a good amount later on the show. If I remember, like, anytime it's Francis. And they do it a little in this episode, too, when they're explaining why he's in military school. Yeah, there's a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's that one time. Um, as the mom's kind of going into all this stuff about how they should all be grateful to have working legs, it kind of ends off with Dewey, the youngest, being like, you know, I don't take my legs for granted, mom. And she's like, I know, honey, you're a good boy. Stop <laughs> playing with yourself. <laughs> Dewey, do you mean Spike Frohmeyer from Christmas at the Cranks? <laughs> or Baby yep. Joe Dirt? Either way, great roles. And then um, we're cutting outside, and, and like the kids are about to walk to school, and I like that you can see the like next the next door neighbors who I think just sold the house. Um no, their house is for sale. And as they scurry along, the other house is for sale too. So both yeah, like houses next to their house. They're like trying together. to get away. They make it look like they're trying to get away from this family. But like the two daughters are like almost like running past their house to get to school because they just hear the boys yelling and stuff as they're leaving. <laughs> you can kind of tell that this family is a bit of a nuisance to the community. They do a good job too of like if they they kind of don't lean in on it, but they slowly pan past their house and you can see how terrible their lawn is somehow overgrown and dead at the same time, which I didn't think grass could do. Like the roof is dirty. There's like a bunch of metal trash cans, like Oscar, the grouch trash cans. They do a really good job set dressing their house to make it look like a complete nightmare. And it's one of those times too, like, you know, even though we've already moved back outside to go back in, I guess (laughs) in speech, you it's one of those houses that it's it's realistic. You know what I mean? It's not a TV house. It feels lived in. There's texture to it. You know, it's not it's not big and open. Like you feel a little congested inside the rooms with them. Like I, I always kind of appreciate. That. Fun fact: yeah, it feels like they, they took finished... a real house and just cut a third of it off to put tracks in for the camera. But it feels very real. But when they finished filming in this house, they did the roof over for the homeowners. Oh, that's so very it was nice. Filmed in a house the whole time. Yeah, like an actual house. house. And oh. you can still see the house. The outside of the house looks exactly the same. It's in somewhere in L.A., but I saw a picture of it. And it's like, oh, that's that house for sure. Nicer, but the same footprint and everything. This is also the second time, and it's not the last time in this episode, where she has enough food to give the two people the same thing. So uh, only two are getting ham. The third's getting egg salad. That's yeah, going Joe. in the trash if I'm the egg salad kid. I don't want people smelling my fart lunch. Like, 
<laughs> well, how upset would you be if you got all excited to go to school and eat your favorite lunch, ham, and then you open up and you got egg salad instead? If I thought I was getting delicious ham and cheese sandwich and it was egg salad, I would lose my fucking mind. No, you guys egg salad guys. I no. like egg salad, but I'm not going to bring be that kid. That's cool. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the last time I had it. I, I wouldn't say I dislike it, but it's one of those things, much like with tuna, I will only eat it if I make it. I'm not eating pre-made egg salad. It grosses me out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Only if I've never it. liked any of the quote-unquote salads. Like, I don't like pasta salad, potato salad, egg salad, you on salad. Those. I don't eat potato salad or pasta salads. Me neither. I don't like cold potatoes. Right. Like no, what's funny? Like people like, I love potato salad. Be like, try to make somebody eat a cold French fry and watch them lose their fucking minds. And be like, would <laughs> you like some potato about? salad? They're like, oh, like delicious. That. I snack like that. Yeah, yeah you, you come off French fries? potato salad guy. I love potato. My mom's potato salad is amazing. What's in it? Potatoes? It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's got <laughs> a nice lettuce. dusting of paprika. <laughs> and we had an epic potato salad fight in your backyard, Nick. And one of our friends. I know. I cleaned it up. <laughs> I feel like the fault. poor things Nick's backyard fence had to see over the course of us all hanging out there. Is is that the night with is that video like that old cell phone slow motion video of Ferg just drunk being hosed down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a picture <laughs> of the next day. Like no, yes. well, that's Fourth of July, isn't it? The hose no, one. It was my. It, well, it might have been, but it was probably my birthday. I found and then there's a like lot. a picture of my yard. <laughs> is just decimated and for some reason there's My a hat. stake in the ground with Berg's cake covered hat on it. <laughs> Cuz somebody he decided to have a cake fight. I don't I don't know. Mowing my lawn after those was such a nightmare because it would just launch thousands of bottle caps. Oh yeah. <laughs> your your lawn was definitely growing bottle cap trees for a yep. many a year. That was my house after the 4th of July. It was always a nightmare to get that like back to being just a yard just a, a patch of grass again nick you know what i was thinking of the other day speaking of the hose reminded me where you literally had a driveway and we you bought a chimney and we were like we're gonna light a fire and one of your neighbors called the fire department on us yeah. and they it came happened. down with the hose out and we were just like that's okay it's just a chimney we can turn the fire like we can hose it down and they was like no we have to they called us so we have to do it and just like sad 40-year-old guy had to use the fire hose to put out your chimney. I remember like, that. Okay, party's yes. over. Fuck. Stop saying chimney. I don't like that. <laughs> That's what it's called. Don't you like when I say chimney? <laughs> we were really dangerous with that. We threw gas in it to light it and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the, the backyard fires were always way more tame than our... Uh, parking lot parking fires? lot fires, oh, yeah. I guess you would call them. We played with fire a lot. Well, Ferg did. I think we all just kind of followed suit. Yeah, we Ferg were degenerates. What can I say? Everything on fire. Ferg would light himself on fire a lot. Yeah. When when we were kids, we grew up somewhere where there was very little to do. <laughs> like it was. So you made your own fun, and if you were outside, I guess we just set fire's things fun. On fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Unless you light well, your hand on fire with with uh, the okay. fluid under your arm. Full circle here. Imagine, if you will, you're driving down the center of town, right? And you see 30 kids in, you know, between the ages of 14 and 16. And there's just a huge fire on the ground. You would be <laughs> like, wow, what a bunch of assholes. 
Uh, and then we were like, why is everybody mad at us? I don't know. Oh, I knew it. why we were Why does our, t- our whole town hate us? <laughs> in, in fairness, though, and I don't want to get too... T- we've, we're already super tangenty this, this episode, but when we wanted to do things like hang out at the park, that was also not okay. So, like, there's a point where we were, like, backs against the wall running out of things to do. But do you think one led to the other? Like, uh, these kids no. light shit on fire. Let's not let them hang out at the park. Uh, to be fair, no. I remember one night at the park where one of our friends got the way, way too powerful fireworks. And we put a firework over a steel trash barrel and shot that thing, like, 50 feet in the air, which was one of the scariest and coolest things I've ever seen. But that was the reason why we were also not allowed at the park. The dry ice bombs. That was those are awesome. We're lucky we all have our arms. I, and, and I'll leave. I want to leave the conversation. Roman candle baseball. If you were like when we were like 13, 14 years old in the town we grew up in. If you wanted to meet up with your friends past five o'clock p.m., what was there to do? Literally nothing. Eat food at a takeout place or light shit on fire. That was all I we had. Climb a tree yeah, in a you, parking we, lot. There were very low options. There was nowhere for like kids to hang out where we grew up at the time. So, um, not justifying everything we did, but we were a little bit a product of our environment and lack of things to do. So, anyways, getting back into this, um, as the kids are walking to school, you see this kid Richard come up and he's talking to Malcolm, and he's like, "Oh, like my parents told me about your brother and how he went to jail." Like he didn't go to jail. He went to like one of the best military schools. And we like get that cut to him. And it's the oldest brother who um, played by Christopher Masterson. You may know his brother convicted rapist from that 70s show. Danny Masterson. <laughs> I will say when they cut to this montage, it's the girl taking off her clothes. I'm like, oh, that um, felt weird. Why do you got to say it like that and make me laugh at a rapist? Not like, like 10, but yeah. <laughs> so um, you, you get you get him. Uh, Francis is the oldest brother and it's like this I really like the way it was shot. It was showing like a kind of like a montage of times he got in trouble but it was, it was really all done well by done, him yeah. doing like yeah. basically telling his dad the same speech like no dad I know what you're going to say believe me I agree with you and it's like uh, the speech goes on but it cuts to different times. It's one monologue in four scenes and yeah, the audience and it's like break. and it's different like it's not like it's it's him doing it four different times but it's set up that you know there's very it's, it's very smooth from shot to shot and and i really like the way that that was done i he's like really one... good and i was kind of surprised that he's not he hasn't done more and i understand a lot of these people like stevie a lot of these people stopped acting in like 2012 i'm sure a lot of them just made a bunch of fucking money when this went to syndication and were like why would i work anymore because that's what i would do but for how good some of the people in this show are like him i'm surprised he wasn't in a bunch of stuff he seems like he could lead a, like a, a My Name is Earl type show or be, right. you know, the like a, on a sitcom anytime he wanted to. He went on to other stuff, didn't he? He was famous in his own right. But... He's done some stuff, but not a ton. And he hasn't acted in a few years. I will say, though, the kid who plays Richard, the friend, he was in a 2021 fan film called The Fall of Casey Jones, which is just like a very well done Ninja Turtles fan trailer that i watched today uh, i would suggest everyone checks it out i don't want to put one, it into the is chat that the until we casey about jones it. movie i sent a while ago in our chat i don't think so i don't recall seeing this one well with that being said send it along now <laughs> and, I, and i will watch it when we're done recording after that we continue along this walk to school and this is when we first meet uh spath dave spath he is apparently like the town bully who 
He's this is Christmas. It story. is very this much whole like scene. That, yeah. is very a much Christmas, Christmas story. story. Like it was also, from what I understand, that character was meant to be like a regular, but after the pilot, they were like, you know what? Never mind. So kind of sucks for that kid because as as much as a dick as he was, he played that role really well. I think by the end of the episode, there's no redemption <laughs> yeah. for him. Like you can't give that story, that kid's story, redemption arc, probably. So you just got to leave him as a villain. Yeah, but it's kind of like almost you could turn the tables now. There was wait, we'll talk about it when we get into it. But in this scene, though, he's, what a shithead! Because he makes you pick two. Yeah, he's he's bullying this kid. Yeah, but he offers three, and then you you get a couple yeah, weeks the, off. The three I'd take are the three. like beg for mercy on your belly. <laughs> easy lick the bottom of the easy. shoes and take a beating so you could pick two of those three if he takes all three special offer he gets uh two weeks off from bullying fuck this kid fuck spath he should be at military school well yeah <laughs> well you never fucking saw him again after this episode so well, maybe he did, he did go and it was like it was sad yeah. right because i thought i thought i mean the story unfolds later on, but I thought someone was going to step up in this spot, but it doesn't happen. I like thought one of maybe, his older siblings. I thought what would happen here is Malcolm was going to do something here to create friction between the two that would like last throughout the episode. But here it's just kind of they're introducing you to the character mm-hmm. and you see him like just beating the shit out of this kid as like Malcolm and his brother walk away. <laughs> that is a shitty thing about being that age too though where you're just like well if it's not me like if it's not your immediate super close friends you're just like that's not me and you turn and you walk away and also in fairness like spat was like running pretty deep and <laughs> so there's a chance where if you interject yourself like he you're in a world cronies. of trouble and it's just right, really tough to like jump in here and now we're cutting to like inside school and we're in a classroom and it looks like it's art class but we see the teacher later so i just think this is one of those you're in this class all day learning multiple subjects, right? At this age. Yeah. It has to be, yeah, because when they see her again, she's doing something totally different. And this doesn't seem like I mean, we all were in art classes, right? Like an art class is a very specific looking classroom. <laughs> this is also That's like, where we were when we found out about 9-11. Dangerous. It was indeed. <laughs> it was graphic it was. design class. Never forget art class. So um, (laughs) this was the first time we find out that Malcolm is somewhat gifted, right? Because of his like eye for detail in the, in the subject he's doing the teacher's super impressed. The girl next to him who looks like was a potential love interest is also impressed, which Spath takes notice and is not happy that this girl seems to be interested in him. So when Malcolm goes up to talk to the teacher and she's boasting on about how well he did and all these like great techniques he used and like what a joy this was the, the only highlight of her day, which he acknowledges is sad. You see Spath like in the middle of that head over to where Malcolm sits and like dumps paint all over his chair. Did anybody think it was going to be brown paint? That was my immediate thought. Um, no. I thought it would be else. steak and cheese. I was just going to say, did anybody else? Think <laughs> I, thought of it. I didn't want to bring it up because we've talked about it and we've I get told sad story. when I think about it. What I don't understand is why Malcolm tries to keep it a secret. Like, I'm not saying tell on the bully because that's going to get your ass kicked. But why didn't he go? Uh, I, I sat I in think, paint. He just sits yeah. there scared. Like, like that's so well, embarrassing. I think in that moment, it's like regardless of how it happened, it's not even about ratting him out. That's still the visual. All the other kids see paint all over your right. butt, and that's funny regardless of how it happened. But I will say, any color of paint that's not brown is clearly paint, and you're like. 
somebody pranked you. Yeah, he could have had a bloody ass. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess, I guess that's that true. Way. I would have rolled around on the chair so the front became red and people would say I was wearing red <laughs> pants. Hey, that guy's got cool red yeah. pants. <laughs> Why is that kid humping his chair? <laughs> I like how you think it's a if it's on the back, it's a bloody ass. If it's in the front, you don't think it's a bloody dick. You just think it's cool red pants. <laughs> so, um <laughs> after after he goes back to his seat, he sits down and then you know, he sits in the paint and you can tell by his face the second he sits down, he knows what happened. Did he pour it on this chair, or did he put the whole cup on? I don't know I if he'd fail it. Some in. You don't, you I don't think, see I think it he specifically, it, yeah. yeah. Just his reaction was instant, I don't know if you'd instantly know you sat in paint. It's probably, oh, you like, no. yeah. it's probably like cold or something. And then there's that yeah. moment where, like, shortly after, the teacher's like, hey, they need us, um, they want you in the office. He's like, um, okay. Like, yeah, like, like right now, he's like, yep, okay. Like, get up. And he doesn't want to go. Yeah. And then when he finally does, the way they do it, they cut to him already running like down the it's outside, but it's like towards the office. But you can hear all the kids in the in the class laughing at him. Yeah. We've talked about this before, too. This is such a clearly California school where you can go go outside outside. in between the buildings. Oh, God, I wish we had that. Do they say where they are? No, I don't think so. Not here. Not in this episode. No, I don't think. I didn't flag anything where they said it. I mean, I hope that they just leave it as like an any town thing because it's so obviously California. It would be weird if they were like, and we lived in Cincinnati. No, but I don't know. A lot of these shows, it tends to be like it says with, within a 30 mile radius of Los Angeles, according that to the sense. Internet. But a lot of these shows that we've covered, well, there you go. They tend to be like Midwest type families when they do that, like every family thing. I will say this, though. Everyone should live wherever they want to live, and I hate the cost of living and the, the world we live in we've made for ourselves is a nightmare. But if you want to have a better life and more money and not have such a crazy house, probably don't live within 30 miles of Los Angeles, because I'm pretty sure that's an expensive place to live. Oh, I bet. Now we get to Malcolm in this teacher's office. He's not like the principal or anything, so it's weird that he was called to the office, but it's not the office it's just this random i was called to the guidance counselor a couple times it happens as we've talked about um yeah. so it's not it's like a specialist she's like a childhood specialist for the gifted kids i feel like yeah, though it, it's not, that's she's probably wears multiple hats like she's probably the guidance counselor and does that because it doesn't seem like the school district would have the money for that specific job right well malcolm doesn't even know why he's there so he's very defensive at first like i didn't do anything wrong and he's like going on and on and she's like no, 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 like, you're not in trouble, you're just... And this is what I didn't get either. She was also, like, afraid to tell him why he was there at first. Because she, like, danced around it, and it's like, um, let's just, like, play a game, okay? Well, he didn't let her really talk. He came in yelling and shouting. I don't think she was nervous, I just think she was... Kept getting cut well, off. Well, no, like, because she's like... She's like, you're here because some of your teachers think you're, um... You know what? You know, and then she kind of changes the subject. She doesn't want to say it for Maybe she has to do the test. He has to do the test first. I guess to verify, but yeah, so she like pulls up this photo and she's like, can you like tell me like, look at this for 60 seconds and I want you to tell me everything that's wrong with it. I wouldn't. And after that. a split second, he's like, the man only has four fingers. It's like, okay, but like, why don't you like really look at it? And he doesn't even look at it again. So he's just going by memory from the half second he looked at it earlier and just goes over like a long list of things he noticed were wrong in the, in the picture. Like, Basically verifying he's a genius. 
like the shadows the wrong way and that's the one right because you're like okay he's got four fingers because they have those apps you always see the ads for right like play a game like oh this woman's not wearing a watch and this woman is but to be like the shadow's coming from a different direction the sun's over there is not something i would ever think of i don't know if that's something you guys would normally track but like there's one where like his watch read 12 o'clock but it was a sunset so the time wouldn't make sense like little things like that are a little more nuanced too well we wouldn't have nailed the test but I also like that he ended it by he goes over the the list of things and the last thing he says is and I have red paint on my ass <laughs> like he's like he's so mad at like what had just happened and he doesn't like really want to have this conversation with this teacher about anything because he's still very fixated on the fact that there's paint all over his ass. I do like too though to him that's also something that's wrong with this picture right like that's <laughs> yes kind of how he takes it you know and I got the egg salad sandwich. Yeah. That would be a bummer too. Like, oh, I had one stale ego and now I had egg salad sandwich <laughs> for lunch. I think it's kind of interesting. Like, two weeks ago, we did Smart Guy, and that whole basis of the show is that this kid's gifted and it's focused around the fact that he's gifted. Like, that's really the, the main focal point of all the storyline. Where here, Malcolm is pretty gifted himself, but it's just like kind of a footnote in what's going on. It's It's really not focused on. It's just kind of like this weird, oh, yeah, also this. Did they, I mean, again, I'm asking questions. We might not remember the answers to, but I don't remember this being a huge subplot of the show going forward, that he was like a genius. Is oh, it? yeah, big time. It is. Yeah. So is Dewey. But Dewey. Okay. See, it's, it's been so long since I've seen it. Dewey messes up the test on purpose, if I remember correctly, and he gets put in like the slower kid's class. <laughs> He's taking his, his safety scissors and his circular piece of paper. He's actually like smarter than Malcolm. He's like the smartest one in the family. But yeah, I forgot that this was like the subplot also. But I don't know any of that because this is new. <laughs> right. Um, from the scene is when we get to that play date with Stevie. And I like it's so awkward at first. They're just kind of like looking at one another and they're having like some cookies. And then Malcolm's like, so, um, what can you do? I mean, like, what do you want to do? <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> and it's at first he's like, I have a joke. And the way he talks is like, yes, like take a deep breath before he says like every word, like he struggles to get sentences out. The upside is he's very breathy. If he wanted to, once he gets a little older, he could be a phone sex operator. <laughs> I guess so. Um, Stevie, I remember the character being like a long stay on the show. He was always in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. except for the episode where he has a daydream where he makes a monster suit that makes him walk almost like Mantis. <laughs> like Mantis. <laughs> which has come up a bunch of times in yep. the, uh, not to date this episode, but we we're just getting all the fun Stephen Hawking news. And I saw that, that meme going around about Stephen Hawking <laughs> uh, this past week. <laughs> Is, um, that's weird that I don't rem- like, I remember the character and I remember the way he talks with the breath. But I don't remember the wheelchair as much, which is kind of funny. He's another one of those kids who didn't do a ton of acting afterwards, but he's in a third of the episodes. So I'm sure he gets a decent amount of money and just says, like, why would I work? You know what I mean? I bring this up all the time. I don't want to work, I think, is what I'm getting at slowly but surely. And I'm so jealous of these people who don't get to do that. So get yourself on a sitcom that lasts seven years and 150-something episodes. Easy Well, I mean, we're at 150 episodes of this. We should be getting the money soon, right, guys? I yeah, I hope. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Any money would be cool. Yeah, so Stevie's telling a joke and 
he can't get through it, and then he's trying to start over, and it's just not working out. Malcolm's like, do you want to just watch TV? And Stevie's like, oh, no, we're not. I'm not allowed to watch television. Mom says TV makes you stupid. He's like, no, TV makes you normal. And then you get, like, one of those, like, look to cameras where Malcolm's like, how can they do that? He's in a wheelchair. Like, <laughs> like what does he have left? Like, he can't go outside and play. How do you take TV away from him, too? I mean, like, I kind of agree with this. We're garbage people, but that's... I I... Love, how can they do that? He's in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, there, there is a... And listen, hey, I don't know, and, you know, everyone's situations are different, but I would say that even if you're someone who thinks that ultimately you want to, like, limit your child's screen time, when they have physical ailments that severely limit what you'd be doing in place of it, like, maybe cut them a little bit of a break. Don't completely... I mean, um, banish television. Yes, but he's also excelling academically. And who's I was going to say, say, it's say not the same thing. That's true. So maybe it does yeah. say something. Yeah. And we find out he does have his own vice. Yes, uh, comic books. And but that that being so, said, though, Malcolm watches TV, and he's also in that class. So that's true. Also true. True. And also likes comic books. <laughs> so we find out Stevie has this very. Very well kept, nice setup in his closet. It almost looks like a little mini store when he opens the closet. It's very cool. I was a little jealous when he opened the closet. Up. It's weird they don't think comics will rot his brain, but TV will. It's just a dirt. Yeah, just comics right, are far it's like more it's like, violent. <laughs> this is Archie comic number one. This is where Jughead calls him stupid. Like it's no, it's, it's real it's the opposite. It's the Max, which is super fucking violent. The yeah, he's reading then... Young Blood and Savage Dragon. Savage Dragon. Which I did look up Young Blood number Max. one. You can get for like thirty-five bucks if you don't care about conditions. So if anyone wants to read Young Blood number one, it's out there. I never cared about condition. I always bought them to read. Me too. And then I carried them around for like twenty-five years, and then I moved <laughs> ten or a couple years ago, and I gave a giant like fifty percent of them to a friend of mine who still like really reads them and was like, I, I don't want to move this box again. Here you go. <laughs> I kept all the Batmans and all the G.I. Joes, and that was it. I still have a bunch of my old ones. I don't really read anything anymore, but I get a bunch. I would say this, is a, this was a nice moment because through the comic books, these two are starting to bond. Yeah, I feel like when the scene ends, you're like, they're friends. Like, you feel like the way the camera pans out on them talking, you don't right. question. You don't think it's about the comic books. You think they're actually connected and becoming friends, which is like a nice. They do that in a very short time. I think it's very good storytelling. Yeah, it was done well. It wasn't like forced. It, it it like organically came about. Like it made sense. You know, it didn't it didn't feel like a rush thing with like cheesy dialogue or anything like that. But I guess that's all it really does come down to is like just finding that common ground with a person. And then like when you have something to build on, like, you know, it, it could work out. Yeah, like a favorite band. Like us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it's yeah, like we all have like... the same favorite band, and that's why we're really good friends. We all have our favorite band, Fozzie. <laughs> when um yeah i mean you look at like our group us. of friends and our extended group of friends really from when we were younger and we, it was like we were all very different people we weren't like a group linked on like one specific thing like we weren't the kids that were obsessed with this one sport or we all drama love or something like that we just we, we all just <laughs> we you know we, we found and little things yeah little things we had in common with, with each other uh like mischief but um but yeah yeah, slight um, misdemeanors. Yeah, the offspring. That was our connection. It really was like that kind of bonded that was our kind whole of everybody's band. Yeah, in like elementary school. 
And I will say we are now in year 30 of the Offspring Smash. And after just getting the like 10 album box set for Green Day's Dookie that came out, if there is not an Offspring box set that comes out this year, I am going to be so fucking mad. We've (laughs) discussed group tattoos many times. There's no reason that the Smash logo should be. It it has to be that. I don't think it tattoos well. I I don't love that logo. I wouldn't want. I also have a. I I have a tattoo that's commemorative of that album in that was like meant to be oh, the like cassette, right? Yeah. I have the cassette that says smash yeah. on it, which was more like a, a nod to our group. Oh, I, mean, I always I thought, I always thought that tattoo. was a smash mouth tattoo that you had. Uh, no, it was not. No, no. R.I.P. Smash mouth guy who just died. <laughs> um, I will say no I'll better fitting tribute but... than calling him smash mouth guy. Smash mouth guy. I mean, well, I don't fucking like smash mouth. I'm sad the guy <laughs> dead, I guess, but um, we just can't get the one that, that what's the wrestler with no chin who texted the girl from Lynn who was 14? James Ellsworth. <laughs> James Ellsworth, yeah. We can't get that terrible Offspring logo because that guy has it on him. That's from a different era of Offspring, too, that like, I feel like we're that all at the end by then anyways. That only a person like that guy would like enough to get tattooed on him. Oh, she was from Lynn? Yeah. Allegedly. She one of those shows that- Allegedly. Yeah. Well, the our show fan, our fans aren't going to know what this means anyway. Yeah, we're so. getting very off topic, very off topic at this point. So in any event, we cut to the next morning and the three kids are all like on the couch watching television. And Malcolm looks at camera and says that like Saturday mornings is one of the things like his family does better than anyone else. One of the only things that is. And we cut to mom who's crouched in front of the dryer topless. And I'll admit when that first happened. My eyebrows did raise a bit. I was like, huh. <laughs> dark haired women in their 40s. That's that's, well, that's a subgenre. Too, you know, I, after that scene, I did look up like, how old was she when this came out? This was 45. one of those rare times. A lot of sitcoms we look back now and the parents are our age or younger, but she was like in her mid 40s when the first season came out. You didn't think she looked good? Mm, yes, I- but. She looked good for her age, but yes, I, I believe the age. I would have gone 40. I wouldn't have said 45. I feel like that's um, who's another example of that. Bonnie Bedelia from Die Hard, his wife in Die Hard. She's like much older than you think she is in that movie, but it doesn't show at all. From, um, from this moment when we first see her in front of the dryer, are you guys on side boob watch for the remainder of the scene? I don't remember much of the dialogue going on here. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. like, as she's moving around, my, my eyes are going, huh. Uh. <laughs> she, didn't, she never did it for me, so I wasn't really looking I don't think hard. she's ugly. Um, but you I don't think, think this scene ugly, did it, though? But... If she didn't do it for you, this scene didn't? I was too disturbed by the fact that she was topless with her around her kids. It is weird. I, I'm with Ferg on oh, that. Oh, yeah, it's sure. That's just, weird. It's... Again, naked parents, not good. It's a different family for sure. Yeah. Um, and I will say with her is more so like, like she has this sternness to her. I, I mentioned earlier that like she comes off more momish than other TV moms. I think she had to be the opposite yeah. of Hal who was a pushover. So she had to be the tight ass. He hardly talks in this episode. I was going to say, so does he like, have five yeah. lines? <laughs> like aside is, from when he's getting shaved, is no one really going to say anything that we just had a woman topless almost stuck in a dryer and we didn't even fucking bring it up really if <laughs> we got true. that far if oh, we got that highbrow on this show <laughs> she's nobody's stepmom though yeah i mean that's true 
You don't know. She's That's not right. really their mom. She could have been stepped somewhere. Uh, well, moving right along. Um, so the shamed of us. How, how often does Hal talk? I know, like we said, when he's getting shaved, and I know the iced tea pot later. The iced tea that, pot. That, yeah. that a little too... bit of dinner. Not much though. Throughout the episode, he, he barely I didn't even talks. notice. He really he doesn't talk that often in this yeah. episode. During this, um, the phone rings and she can't get the phone. She's busy doing the laundry thing. So they're all fighting over who's going to get it. Uh, eventually, Malcolm picks up, and that's when it's uh, Francis is the one who is calling. He's really he, the whole purpose of this phone call is just to ask mom for an advance on his allowance. They he are in a position where they don't have a lot of you money, and they're sending their son, who's in that much trouble, allowance. I don't believe that. It's, it's also like canteen, like you're in jail, like you know you get canteen money. Yeah, he has money. From this episode, watching it, we wouldn't really know this, but the runner of Francis's character is he is always separated from the family for one reason or another. I remember he's in Alaska at some point, and then. I think he marries somebody. He's a bit of a yeah, con man too, home. right? Does he ever have a scene with the family? I oh, don't yeah. know the whole. He show. comes home a, a few times. He just okay. never li- really lives home. I didn't know if it was one of those things that was like never broken because I don't. I didn't watch like the full series. I've just seen a bunch of episodes. Like one I remember is they have a family reunion one, and the other relatives keep shitting on the parents. And I know Francis is there because their revenge stick up for their parents. Uh, they steal their golf cart and drive it into a pool. All four kids. Were you impressed by the mom's ability to identify that he was smoking just by talking to him on the phone? <laughs> In Christmas vacation, it's like, are you smoking? When she just lights the cigarette. I feel like it's a weird parent thing. You can hear people blow. Sometimes, but I didn't think he had any of those obvious cues that I've heard people over the phone do. The pretty I mean, lax military me, school. Yeah. He's allowed to just smoke butts on the phone with his mom, like indoors. Well, I mean, to be fair, doing, though, like, weird stuff in the back. So, yeah, so he talked about his friends in the back doing something that was simmering homoeroticism, <laughs> which is basically just the scene from Dirty Work, where he's like, "Now you guys all go back to doing something flagrantly homoerotic." <laughs> they high five. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, real cops. When Francis gets off the phone, the doorbell rings and the kids are all busy like fighting so no one can get the phone. I think they were fighting over food. I think this was like the other time that it was two people get something, one gets the other. So like two people could have pizza and then one had to have peas. That's like, the real loser right there. Yeah, this <laughs> is the worst trade off out of all of them so far. I but hate you guys. You make guys? The pea. No, I hate peas. I don't really eat peas now. I love vegetables. I don't like peas. I, I don't feel like, like peas either. Really? I feel like what I wouldn't the mind them. Peas? I just don't eat them. I've never really ate them as just like a side. They were never like in my house. So, so you guys, is it a normal thing? Like I, I got, I had it a lot when it was my mom's kind of like fuck it meal when she didn't feel like doing anything. It was um, uh, macaroni shells with peas and onions. It sounds gross. gross. It sounds really gross. But you don't like onions, Jay. Like, there's a lot of things. I don't like peas or gross. onions, so I got to tell you, I'm off this one pretty quick. But I'm telling you, it's good. You, you take I'll it out add the macaroni little, shells, though. A little salt, <laughs> pepper, oil, and it's fucking great. Good filler. It's reasonably healthy, but. What um, if instead of the peas and onions, you just use cheese? 
Well, there goes the healthy aspect of it. It, well, it pasta, pasta takes the healthy meal? aspect away. I love pasta. Yeah, what is wrong on. with peas and onions? You're that aware that the they are healthy the vegetables, right? Yeah, but the pasta is not healthy. What's wrong with pasta? It's just a carbohydrate. You need carbohydrate. Well, it's not healthy. It's delicious, but it's not healthy. I will say yeah, this, though. It took until being with my about? wife <laughs> until yeah. I ever had pasta that didn't have like gravy on it. Sauce. Eat whatever the... I'm not having this argument now. I'm just guy, saying. But, yeah. <laughs> Like, in my family, if there was pasta happening, it was always with tomato-based around Pasta. it. And then my wife had to be like, you know you can eat pasta without that. And I was like, what are you, fucking crazy? Oh, I love doing that. Still good? I enjoy it very much now. Yeah. I'm a big pesto guy. So pesto, um, there's always a pesto party in my house. Do you make the pesto? Rarely. It's very easy to make, but not often. Been into the vodka sauce lately. Unless you're like going to grow the basil yourself, like buying like a bunch of fresh basil and then the olive oil and and then pine nuts, like everything in it is kind of expensive. <laughs> so, you don't have to do the pine nuts. Yeah, you can sub them. You out. could also do D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Go ahead, hey, you got one. one in. There you go. I there didn't you go. hear him, but I knew what he said. <laughs> so. Got him. Congrats, I just looked over and saw the smirk and I was like, ah. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> been a while since I've made a D's nuts joke. Well, it's a it? while. Has it? No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since you made a though. good one. Yeah, about 38 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, in any event, the doorbell rings. Lois has to answer it because the kids are too busy fighting. Decides that she's going to answer completely topless. She's not covered. She's not the, the laundry basket's not in front of her, nothing. She's holding clothes. She couldn't have thrown a shirt on. Yeah, she's got a number of shirts in her hands. She's flustered. But now it's Malcolm's teacher at the door. Even Homer Simpson puts a towel on. What if one of the neighbors had called the cops because this family is fucking a bunch of degenerates and a cop, oh, she opens the door to a cop. The kids are fighting and she's topless. These kids are getting taken she away. She probably wouldn't get in trouble. She has a very I don't give a fuck attitude. So I don't know. I mean, to See, be fair, originally, if you're naked in your own home, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, originally, I thought she was just going to be unaware of the fact that she wasn't wearing a shirt and been like, oops, because she was just so flustered. Yeah, and then when it, when the fuck. subject gets broached, she's just like, what? It's just boobs. I'm like, oh, she's well aware. That's weirder. <laughs> like, I think the weird thing, though, is so this happened to somebody we all know. Of, uh, I won't say who because I want to like, hold their anonymity. They did nothing wrong. They were uh, in their house. They were wearing boxer shorts because they just came out of the or boxer briefs just came out of the shower and they were like a light brown almost tannish color and the neighbors next door saw them through the window and thought they were just walking around naked and they had a teenage daughter and called the cops and he answered the door because he just did the doorbell rang and the cops were like oh like they knew right away and were like uh your neighbors think you're naked just close your windows man or we're like a different color boxer shorts so <laughs> i think that like if the windows are open you still can't get in trouble. Like you couldn't be arrested for it unless you were like Jay. Get the damn right? neighbors like, close to the window. You can't even be arrested for Jaying off. I mean, you if you're Jaying off out the window at somebody, I think they have grounds somewhere. Well, if you're like staring at them like this and <laughs> you know, fucking going to town. Yeah. To go, to go back to that story, <laughs> that's a lifetime of awkwardness between you and your neighbor now. So now. You didn't do anything wrong, but as soon as you see them, it's like, 
Oh, hey. hey. Fucko. Oh, yeah, you're taking the barrels out next week, and you're like, howdy, neighbor. Yeah, that's gone forever. I'd be taking them out no. in those brown shorts. If I know they call the cops on me, I'm wearing a fucking Speedo around my house from now on. I mean, to be fair, at that so, point, yeah, like, you're just going to you. have to have fun with it. Yeah, that's why Ferg's wearing a Speedo. I normally freeball, so they'd be lucky if I was. <laughs> <Speedo. laughs> we all know Ferg loves to Donald Duck when he's at home. <laughs> Maybe I am. Ferg's right shirt, now. His shirts keep getting shorter and shorter, and we don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's hemming them or something. Ferg's just walking around in that blue button up and sailor hat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that. Anyways, um, yeah, so the teacher, Caroline, um, she shows up at the door. She's very uncomfortable by the fact that this woman is topless in front of her. But she's trying to talk to her and explain the situation. Lois is very defensive. She doesn't know what's going on. She just assumes that they want to put Malcolm in, like, a like a special class, but the opposite way, like, for, like like, a slower student. She's unaware that he's, like, gifted. and. Caroline's trying to explain this to her, but she just, you know, first she's distracted and second, she can't get a word in. And yeah, we do get that. Um, Nick, you mentioned earlier, like the, they're just boobs. She's like, you see them every day in the mirror and they're probably a lot better than mine. And she's like, that's not part of this. Like, that's not, she's, you know, she's really trying to get I, through this whole thing. I thought she said, that's not true. No, she was like, she was just trying to, Say that this is not relevant to the conversation essentially <laughs> i forget the exact quote but. but i did feel like she was being a little self-deprecating about her own boobs at this point too a little bit and like she felt like she was know, getting body shamed know. you know we wouldn't know we didn't really get a good look we didn't really um, get into it but that teacher's kind of weird like she got the high-pitched voice she's wearing like she had a really big puffy backpack and like almost like like a flower child <laughs> she's like a, definitely a holdover from like the uh the a 90s era, yeah. era of like positivity we can change and make everything better she's also in the movie mafia which comes up pretty often on this show <laughs> but I'm, I'm very happy to see a mafia alum in an episode don quixote <laughs> don cornelius peace love soul there is a point where she finally you know tries to tell Lois like hey listen this isn't what you think just if you could just let me in and explain things I also liked um, when Lois is like, oh, so you think I'm a bad parent? She's like, no, I'm sure you're a great parent. She looks over and you just see all three kids through the window just fighting with one another. At this point, too, all three kids look like uh, Pigpen from Peanuts, basically. Like, they could just have, yeah. like, a dirt cloud around them. So the two of them eventually get to talking. We don't find that. We don't see that. That happens off camera. And it cuts to, like, that night. And it's dinner time. And it's just the whole family sitting and eating. And, like, you would think they're all eating on a timer. Like, the whole family just shovels food down. It's a bit over-exaggerated. And I will say the one funny thing here, though, is the mom has no food. She doesn't even have a plate. Yeah. She's not even eating. It was, um, it was quite the sight to be seen. It's funny. Like, I'm a fast eater. But, like, the whole, this whole family is, like, are they rushing just to go on with their day? Like, do they not want to spend time with each other? Like, I don't know why they're all eating they're, like this. They're always watching television. I assume the mother makes them. This is the one time they have to have family time. It's family dinner. So they try they're to eat to rush quick out of it. and get back to television. But that's never stated or anything. So I don't know if that's a fact. It's just where no, my mean, that mind could, went. That, that could very well make sense. 
as they're trying to get up and like escape dinner is when the mom's like, Hey, whoa, 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 hold on. We all need to talk real quick. And this is when she wants to discuss this situation with Malcolm and like, Hey, there's an opportunity for him to be like in the special class. I like that before um, she gets into it. She's like, there's something we need to talk about. <laughs> and Hal's like, I thought we weren't going to uh, mention on Helen until after the biopsy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was such <laughs> a quick forgotten about line, but it was and great. super it's just dark. dark you know yeah. what I mean? like, <laughs> such a dark line. But we find out that Malcolm's IQ is 165. And as a result, they're going to put him in that like special, like gifted school. Now I, I forget what like the range is, but that's like astronomical, isn't it? Yeah. I believe so. Although in Smart Guy, um, the older brother said he thought um TJ's IQ was a thousand. <laughs> well, that just contributes yeah, to that, his low that, IQ. Think, yeah. yeah, that was just a kid using hyperbole. Yes. I know, I know. So a couple of people's uh IQ of one sixty five include Carl the famous botanist Carl von Lynn. Please and say a name we know. Charles Darwin. Okay, there we go. In all fairness, did they measure like your IQ the same way back then? Though, I think obviously Charles Darwin's a genius, but uh, someone um, someone named uh, Adragon DeMello had an IQ score of four hundred. Albert Einstein was one sixty. There must be a steep curve. Uh, and because... Benjamin Franklin also was one sixty. Also, the the IQ test itself is up for debate, isn't it? Like, it's yes, not. It is. Sure. It's not like a true measure of intelligence because you have multiple intelligences that it does not. Uh, and yeah, and it's like measure like like Leonardo da Vinci's on this list. Um, like, there's people from like Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, just it's said. just like what what fucking IQ test are you taking in fucking 16 yeah so obviously like, like the the yeah. the measure was different yeah. at the time like you know how do you really justify but he um, made it to 30 that's his uh not to say leonardo IQ. da vinci was dumb like he was a crazy no but but yeah but obviously yeah. they weren't taking the same test so it's tough to like completely link the two as right. far as intelligence well when you make a very famous code <laughs> then you know you're <laughs> you you can when Nicolas can Cage be... solves it, you know you've made it. In any event, Malcolm does not want to go to the school at all. Uh, um, and it's more like he doesn't want to be like separated from the friends he already has, although he doesn't seem super popular. And I just think like all the kids in the special program are just looked at a certain way. They're looked at as nerdy and made fun of. So he just doesn't want to be linked in with that. Being at that age where it's already tough to be you know, a young teen or preteen, you know? Yeah, you don't want to be different. And that's the thing. It's like not the fact that you're smarter. You're just, by being in that class, you are being flagged as different, period. Yeah, it's why he doesn't want to hang out with Stevie. It's not because he's in a wheelchair and he's weird. It's because he's in that class. What he says earlier. Yeah, that is true, which is, I, I don't know, is that a good thing? That that's why he's discriminating him? <laughs> It's not the wheelchair. It's that I don't like your intellect in the special <laughs> class you're in. Well, I mean, every one of us got sent to, like, the really smart person class at one point, right? So I don't think it really ostracized all of us. I was in a couple smart classes. In fact, me and Joe got sent to the we're pretty sure you're dumb class. Oh, no, first. Oh, that was me and you. Yeah. No, Joe's there, too. <laughs> oh, I, I was, was there. A, that was a we assume you failed the MCAS, and then we fucking passed it. <laughs> 
They're like, I guess we'll let I'll... you go back to regular class now. Yeah, no, I guess we'll let you go back to regular classes like, a full half semester behind because yeah. you missed it in this fucking class you didn't need. Hey, thanks. My confidence is through the roof now. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, sorry they didn't recognize you guys for the genius that I had. Just in math. <laughs> but so this conversation's going on for a bit. He's upset. It's you know, it's this is one of the only times we get the dad to talk because they're both kind of looking at him for support in their argument. And he just kind of doesn't want to get involved. So he just kind of diverts by talking about how the pitcher is empty and how he makes fresh iced tea every day. And it's always gone by the time he gets home from work. This is really the only time they use Brian Cranston in the whole episode, which is kind of crazy for someone who's that funny. They kind of waste a prop being shaved. (laughs) Right. He's like one of the funniest people ever. He's, yeah, but they don't know that yet at this point. They do because it's yeah, true. How many episodes? And Power Rangers. I think six ish or so. I mean, he was a pretty recurring character. And then the whole story arc of him converting to Judaism for the jokes. I mean, he's in it a lot. There's the Thanksgiving yeah. episode. Yeah. You know, he does all his own stunts on this show, and Hal gets into yes. some pretty like, big stunts throughout the series. So it's impressive. Like when he made all that meth. <laughs> yeah. say, he did. His, he has all his own stunts for most of his shows, like smoking drugs. <laughs> but yeah, so in any event, from there, we cut to later on and Malcolm's in bed and his mom's like sitting by his side and they're having a conversation. It's very sweet. It was. And it, it was one of those moments where this family, which can be abnormal at times, felt like a family. This was and very needed, I think, in the show the, because there's the so mom is very warm at this part. Like, yeah, she seems was, motherly. Yeah, because even before I say like there's a lot of times, where, especially early on, like she comes off stern, but had good points. But this was one of those times where the family didn't seem like a cartoon because so much of the stuff we're seeing from them is so wacky, like the shaving and the nudity. It's like they're very bizarre. So you kind of need to a scene that grounded them, even if it's just a couple of them for a minute. Yeah. I don't think it's grounding. Yeah, too, though. I think it's more just being like, these are good, nice people who care. Yeah. And the whole basis of the conversation is just kind of her reassuring him that, you know, going into this class is the right thing. And, you know, being different doesn't mean it's bad and it, it's nothing to be worried about. And, um, she started making fun of other kids who said like, no, who's really normal and just kind of like picking apart like <laughs> every other kid that he goes to school with. The neighbors across the street who look like boiled beets. I think she says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know this shouldn't and help, he... but it does. <laughs> yeah. Now we all talked about peas and carrots and onions and different vegetables. We all don't like, or do like beets or anybody great. here like beets. They're so nope. good. Yeah. Have God damn it. Nick. Nick, you're a foodie. You're like a, you're a genuine foodie. I was only expecting you to like beets. You, you would like beets. Have you had them? I've had beets. They taste like dirt. I've had beets once. Yeah, and they were very Wash dirt them earthy. first, you dumbass. <laughs> I can see this. I ate it raw like an apple, and it was not very good. I don't think I've ever had one. I really don't think I've ever had one. I know they sure they enjoy like them dirt. in Bluffington. That's true. Dirt. Oh, yeah, we. That's what it tastes like. Cut them into <laughs> slices, little salt, pepper. It's good. I I don't think I've ever had it. Like, I don't think I've had a cooked beet. Like, I've only ever tried a raw beet. Doesn't I, it make your pee red? They use uh, beets in a lot of the healthier, no, like 
um, barbecue sauces, like for people that are on diets, that's one of the main ingredients they use instead of like the sugars and stuff. Beef doesn't affect the color of your urine. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. Color. I don't know if it does. One. I, I know beef juice is, and, is really good for you. I think that's one of those things Gordo's just saying without checking, though. I'm looking at. I don't up. think it's your urine. I think I'm, it's your feces. To be honest with you, I think it makes it poop red. My, my wife is from a country that uh, eats plenty of beef. Okay, put her on the microphone then. Oh, she doesn't want yeah. to be associated with with us. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't think she I'm, wants any part pro- of this. It's probably for the best. Um, as no, a result, they, hold on. As a result, may turn your poop and pee pink yeah. or red for up to forty eight hours. No, after it does not. That's an old I, put, I typed in "do beats" and that came up as a suggestion. That was search, number one. So yeah. <laughs> Weird pause. No one knows how to get know. back from Red I never know I how to. Know. Yeah, it's Gordo disputing facts or telling us fake facts. It's Gordo. Um, oh man, he's on that. He's on that Kim Jong Wi Fi No, I just have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Make you look like that you pee in period blood. Oh, gross. You made it gross. That was uh, weird, man. That, I don't know why you did that. With that in mind, um, too many clocks in these beats. We cut to Malcolm in his old class, and he's because this was um the last thing the mom said to him was you'll be all right. Like you know, if you don't make a big deal out of it, no one else will. And then when he's in class, it's him and standing up front with the teacher, and the teacher's just like just talking about how different and special he is versus all the other kids, which is obviously <laughs> you know his nightmare. And they're all clapping for him. And you can see that that kid Spath is very happy that he's leaving. I think because he likes that blonde girl that seems to like Malcolm. No, I thought it was because he see, he sees that he's one of those kids now and he's a bully. Yeah. Well, he, was jealous. he was jealous of that attention he got from the girl. Like early on, like he the, the whole reason he even put the paint on the seat was after she was like, oh, like that was so good. Like you're painting. And he gives him like the dirty look. So I think there is that element of he wants that girl so malcolm being out of the picture helps and that girl in this moment finding out he's going to the other school is like bye like you know like she's also disgusted by this class for some reason (laughs) she just mouths by so sadly that i actually felt really bad for this poor little girl (laughs) and then malcolm has his his hands over his face and they use that as like the way to transition so it's that tight shot of his hands over his face and then we cut to that same thing, only they pan back out. And now he's in his new special class. It's just like all the new kids just staring right at him. Like, like he's like a test subject. I want him to go nuts like that scene in Dark Man. Where it's like, he's a freak, ladies and gentlemen. He's a freak. He Come see the, the dancing freak. <laughs> Pay five bucks. <laughs> I want one kid in the class to be Canadian. They think I'm slow, eh? <laughs> So now, you know, it cuts a little later on and Malcolm's sitting next to Stevie and he's like, why do they keep staring at me? He's just like, cause you're new. He's like, oh, great. So I'm the freak of the freak show. And he's telling him to chill out. He's like, no, you chill out. Like, and he's, he's, he's pretty mean at this point. He's he like, yeah, like, out. yeah, like, cause he's telling him yeah. like, yeah, this doesn't make any difference to you. Like you've always been a freak. I used to be normal. And then he even like, even in that moment goes, wait, who said that? Like, you're going to take that the wrong way, aren't you? And he just goes, Yeah, I like how he immediately walked it back. He's yeah, kind of he realized, realized he knows he was a shithead immediately. 
I wish they expand a little more after the comic part showed them bonding a little more like they were friends. So this you could see this hurting Stevie a little more. Yeah, they could have snuck in like one other quick scene or like a phone yeah. call or something. But yeah, Stevie just replies by going, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think I could do that voice without, without sounding like Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, you had a little Vince like, McMahon there. That's got to take it out of you as an actor who has to do that. That's got to yeah. suck. Yeah. Maybe it's Isn't, real. Is it Stoop Kid? And Hey Arnold, who also talks like that? Isn't there a Hey Arnold character? No, named... it's um, no. the kid who always no, goes Eugene. up. Eugene. Yeah, Eugene. He always goes up behind Helga and he Gets breathes punched. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stoop Kid just never leaves a stoop. He just never leaves a stoop, yeah. Stoop Kid. I think about that more often than I care to admit. It's weird Those because... Those shows come up in my brain a lot, too, yeah. Yeah, they take up a lot of real estate up here. <laughs> like, ah! Real monsters. That show. Sorry to anyone listening to this at the moment as Joe screams into your ears. Apologize to That's me. That's what the show was named. Yeah. <laughs> so now um we're cutting to the playground outside and Malcolm's sitting alone at this table and he's he's talking to the camera. And he's saying how around here being smart is like being radioactive, and you get like the aerial shot, and he's not even moving like drastically, he's just like leaning one way or another. And it's kind of like that, like, what what are those things like when you had the magnet in like, um, not the woolly willy, but it's like kind of like that, the way the things inside react to it. That's a sketch. I like that Gordo gave me a face because he doesn't know what a woolly willy is. But it is you a not thing. know woolly willy Gordo? Gordo, it's the face thing where you drop the magnet things on it to give him like a mustache oh, oh, or oh, okay. different haircuts. Oh, all right. He looked at me like I made it up. <laughs> like it was his face thing. I thought you did. In fairness to him, like I know what that is, but it took me a minute to remember. Who is the woolly willy character? He's somebody like else. Too. Kevin from The Office. No, 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 no. <laughs> like that character is used for something else. I, mm, it, Operation? It, yes, Operation it's maybe? the Operation character, yeah. Because he yeah, ate all the magnet stuff. It's I think somebody <laughs> took away this whole podcast's funny bone, and that's what's been going wrong for 150 episodes. What I do like, though, about this scene is Malcolm subtly nods up to, ha- to, in- to initiate the aerial shot of how everybody's well, yeah, like, moving around. Because he talks him. to camera a lot. He acknowledges that there's a camera. After that, he's like, he, he sees Steve and he wants to like make amends with him. So he walks over and as he goes to apologize, you just see somebody from like Spath's table. It was either Spath or one of his friends, like just like throws something at his head. It looked like maybe like an empty juice box or something. I thought it was a carton of milk, but I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. And um, Malcolm stands up for himself. He's like, Hey Spath, why do you stop being such a butt wipe? <laughs> and he's like, Ooh, uh, 2024 butt wipe made me Turn laugh the butt wipe. so fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and he keeps going on and he's just, he's not, um, he's not really afraid of Spath, at least in this moment. And he's telling him like, all you do is make everybody's life miserable, except for your little monkey slaves over there <laughs> who, by the way, only pretend to like you. They, they hate you just as much as everyone else. They're just too busy being mean and stupid to ever figure it out. Or he's too busy being mean and stupid like to get the call back to his mom's thing where he's like i want to run away but my legs won't work my mom's right they are important that's a really (laughs) well-written joke yeah and then like after he has like this whole thing like spath and his friends start walking over towards malcolm and um 
and it's weird in this in this time he talks to camera he's acknowledging future events so he says to us like okay this is where something good happens finally so we're going to slow down and make it last as long as possible which is weird because it's kind of it's different than the other talk to cameras we got. It's more like him knowing that it he's narrating strange. the story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, go this feels more talk- Zach Morrissey. Yeah. But to go back to what we talked about earlier about how he walked away when the other kid was getting bullied, I think it would have been a little more effective if one of the other kids from the class was getting bullied and he stepped in because he feels bad that he hurt their feelings, something like that, instead of just him getting hit by milk. Yeah, but or this if the original bully kid walked away when he saw it and like did it a full circle. Well, the reason why he's... the reason why I don't think it's effective is he pissed off Stevie, and he really didn't do anything to get his friendship <laughs> back. Well, well, I think Stevie was maybe just smart enough to understand that that really wasn't where he was coming from. Yeah, this and, was like a lashing out, yeah. growing pains, and he's yeah. in a weird situation. So in this slowed down scene that we're prepped for it kind of starts with malcolm what's is it pudding he just like throws pudding on spam yeah he gets pudding cupped i want to start using yeah. that as a uh a term like oh dude got pudding cupped what's that stuff we used to eat back in the day pudding cups <laughs> snack packs so then uh to retaliate spat's gonna punch him but malcolm ducks and then you get the slow motion like punch and he, he overshoots Malcolm and then ever so slightly just <laughs> barely touches Stevie's chin. And, yeah, it's a ding. and everything stops. <laughs> it's like, dude, you hit a cripple. Well, no, no, no. You forgot that Stevie sells the shit out of it after and that, throws himself a, onto yeah, the ground. After, well, after the kid says, dude, you hit a cripple, he pauses for a minute and he like, realizes <laughs> he has an opportunity over. here yeah <laughs> and he just yeah throws his whole body onto the ground so now he's just sitting there like uh. he takes a delayed <laughs> bump after getting hit 30 seconds later almost like he's a wrestler in aew <sighs> <laughs> well he did something more exciting like jump one foot to the ground and punch him um, I was watching 1986 Wrestling Challenge last night, and I gotta tell you, it was way better than anything Hangman Page has ever done. Moving on. Considering you've seen a couple of his matches, I'm sure you have a lot Stop. of education for that. But yeah, regardless, um, so now everyone is very <laughs> upset with the fact that Spath hit, you know, the kid in the wheelchair, and like just about everybody, his whole crew, everyone's kind of turned on him, and he's like, I didn't mean to, I like, I wasn't trying, I'm, I'm so sorry. You know, during that exchange, like Malcolm and Stevie kind of give each other like that glance, like they they're acknowledging, you know, friendship and that they, you know, he kind of helped yeah. them out there. I love that one of Spath's friends is like, he's in a wheelchair and he wears glasses. Do you know yeah. how bad that looks? He's aware of just the glasses <laughs> thing makes it so much better as a bunch of blind people on this. Like, it's very understandable as people who wear glasses and have gotten punched in the face while wearing glasses. That never stops anybody. And nobody thinks about that twice. And it 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 uh it fades out to that I've seen better days song. <laughs> Been the star I, of many plays. I don't even I forgot to look up who does that song. I can't even remember who does that. Yeah. Um. Usually I write that stuff down. I I fail to in this moment. There's but, a lot um, of interesting move uh music in here too. Isn't the mom singing the Isley Brothers when she's shaving the dad too in the beginning? Yeah, like, there's a lot of like off. interesting. Yeah. And there's that weird song when um when they have the play date. They, they're playing some awkward song. Johnny Paycheck. Is no, that what's it's playing there. It's Citizen King. Citizen King. Oh, that's right. 
<laughs> what do you look at? Like, I don't get it. I feel like Gordon's looking. When we were like, Gordo, you should write notes for the show. He's writing notes, but he's looking at ones for other episodes. He's, he's just, just throwing he's, stuff out. He's just never right. Ever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's matter. weird like, because he looks it up. It's I like, know. He's got the, <laughs> the power of the internet like at his fingertips, and he still gets everything wrong. I, I don't feel like understand someone, like, it. Put something on his phone as a prank. So instead of Google, he's like using Google and it just it like purposely gives you fake info. Oh my god. Say Google. Yeah. Gordo, who has the highest security clearance of anybody on this, doesn't know how to Google things. I get that government Google, my friends. It's real information. We fade back into the final scene and it's Malcolm just kind of having a dialogue talking to the camera. He's kind of just going over what happened basically um the way the story panned out is it, it looked like um he's the big hero for defending stevie who got attacked and how good that all worked out he's like you know it, it wasn't funny when spat started crying oh no wait yeah it was this is all during the credits the credits are rolling at this yes. point yeah already and we cut to a bird on a pile of dad's hair outside like on the newspaper that's oh, so gross He's like, Dad's hair, ugh. Yeah, I know it's gross, but hey, if a bunch of birds can make make the best out of it, like you know, uh, make the best out of what they can get, then so can I. It's like, oh, okay, weird way to get the lesson. And then we, we also find out throughout that whole dialogue he's having at the end is that he's sitting on a trash barrel that's upside down, and his brother Dewey's inside of it, and he's not letting him out. So I think it's kind of a great way to end the episode because it shows that a he's learning and he's going to be like this smart, growing character. But he's also an older brother, and they're going to have this dynamic, too. I think it was a really good way to be like, this is what the show is going to be now going forward. It's interesting. Cause yeah. And I said it before, like a couple weeks ago, we did Smart Guy. And it's there's like a core piece of the premise of the show, which is very similar, but it's attacked completely different. This is more realistic where you'd be put in a special class. You wouldn't be jumped up sixth grade. So you're a fucking little yeah. kid in high school. And also, like, this kid who's, like, resenting the fact that he's so smart because he'd rather fit in, you know? Yeah. And I forgot, yeah. we didn't talk about the number yet, but one thing I did want to bring up, they say that his IQ is 165. Yeah, Anybody we look talked up about what the yeah. average IQ is? We talked about we it. Talked about this we talked about this one. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> what <laughs> is it? That, no, we didn't talk specifically what We didn't talk the about average the average. Is. We just talked about a couple other people who, like, average in the 165 area. So they say the average is 100, and that the, the number usually skews between 85 and 115, which is where you get the 100 number. But Forrest Gump's is 75. So if the <laughs> average person could be 85, and you're like, you're of average intelligence, and then you think of that scene in Forrest Gump, and he's like, there, Mrs. Gump, Mrs. Gump. Like, that's... <laughs> that's seven. It's not good level of smart. Yeah. But think of all the things Forrest Gump did. True. Yeah. That's true. He met the worst beetle. He met a bunch of other people. He, he invented the have a nice day t-shirt. <laughs> he invented he shit happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Uh, I will say this. Like, there's like a weird revisionist history going on for like the younger generation of people being like, Forrest Gump's not a good movie and it's stupid and it's boomer, this and that. Well, they're Fuck stupid. You. Forrest Gump is amazing. It is a <laughs> great yeah. movie. It's a fucking masterpiece. I will watch Who Forrest Gump like Forrest anytime Gump? it's on. First you of type all, type in Forrest Gump out. and look up people's current take on it now. Like kids are like, this movie's not good, or you know, this is like a, a fairy tale and like it's a non-existent world. 
I don't know. We grew up with that of course movie. Of it is. And I fucking love it. Wait, Ta- Gordo, do you Lieutenant like Forrest Gump? Ice cream. I do. Okay, all right. But it was 50-50. Yeah. You might have thought it was a stupid movie. It's entirely possible. No, I've seen it a couple of times. It wasn't like anything that like flags is like one of my favorite, but it was enjoyable the couple of times I've seen Are it. You saw it like you saw Top Gun, or you actually saw it? <laughs> no, I actually saw it. <laughs> also, I wanted to say one of my favorite like just memes on the internet is the one of Jenny like giving the deuces on the back of the bus, and it says, Bye, Forrest. I'll be back when you're a shrimp billionaire and I'm a single mom with AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> Forrest does it's not get the, uh, the, the, the love story he should in that. No. I, also, no, speaking of which, when he first meets Hilly Joel Osment, is he's, like, he's like, is he? And she's like, no, he's very <laughs> smart. Like, she yeah. knows Forrest is stupid and tells yeah. him to his face. That movie has things that will be in your life forever. Every time I get bit by a bug in the summertime, I immediately go, something bit me. Like, <laughs> there are things that are just in there forever. Yeah. Anytime we're watching some documentary of Vietnam, I can't not think of that lying son of a bitch Johnson. Like, it's just burnt <laughs> into my brain. Yeah, well, anytime, anytime I have ice cream, you know, Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. <laughs> and then you, know you take a second I... ice cream cone and you just put it into a, um, <laughs> a bed toilet. <laughs> Well, as much as I'd like to talk about Forrest Gump for the next hour, I think yeah, we've we kept everyone do... long enough. This is yeah. why we need Patreon. We need to do yeah. a watch-along of Forrest Gump. Let's do that. 100% I'm down. Yes. So, um, in the meantime, I think we've kind of talked about this episode enough. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to get into with it, but um, I, I think we're pretty good to move on. I have one fact. Is the creator, uh, he was on Little House from uh, from the pa- Prairie. Sorry, I'm Little stuttering. The prairie? But, um... It was based on his life, the show. The show's based on his life? Yeah, he grew up like really smart and got put in special classes. Like, Michael Landon? On his life. Not Michael Landon. <laughs> <laughs> he was untouched by an angel. He was the little boy who was touched by the angel. No, what was his name? It was, it's like Winwood something. Linwood um, Boomer. It's a very interesting yeah. name. <laughs> uh, weird name. Okay, Boomer. Uh, also, if you look up, I love doing this because we're... Uh, you know, a show about sitcoms. If you look up a lot of these people who do sitcoms, they usually have like four or five random sitcoms that never got made or never went past a pilot or did like three episodes. This dude has a bunch of very interesting sitcoms in his wake that would be great for us to cover, including an animated one that looks very funny. Uh, but he also was the executive producer of the U.S. pilot for Red Dwarf, which I feel like we have to cover someday. Oh, well, stay tuned. I didn't we even know that it. existed. Neither did I. I've never seen it. I will say this, we cover a lot of British comedy. It's very rare that a US version works. It's like it's pretty much the office and yeah, just the office. That's it. I ah, think the US sucks. ghost is still very funny. I like the UK ghost, but I think the US one is equal. But it's pretty rare, so I feel we'll like we'll talk we about that in make... October. Yeah, we, yeah, we will. did did we do UK ghosts? Not US, right? Did you, we, we did, did UK. UK we haven't done US. We did UK. Oh, and also, if anybody's interested and wants to see more of UK Ghosts, it's all on Paramount Plus now. And they just put it on. And the new season of US Ghosts is soon, I think. So, yeah. So, in any event, let's let's get into the green letter cancel. I'm going to go in the order I see you guys. Uh, so, Nick, starting with you. Yeah. Um, I don't think I got to mention it when we were discussing it at the front, but I had not seen a lot of this show at all. Maybe a few episodes in passing when it was on TV. I was not super. I knew, I knew what it was. I was familiar with it, but hadn't seen a lot of it. But I like I really enjoyed this show um, for the time. It's it, it's innovative. It's or the way they tell the story is innovative with him uh, breaking the, the fourth wall all the time. There's a, a ton of chaos 
but it's also endearing. It's, um, you know what I love the most about this? And it's something I feel like we've never really talked, we've talked about it, but not in full. The typical American middle-class sitcom always seems to be a significant sitcom. Um, I wrote a list and now I can't find it. Like Roseanne, Married with Children. I mean, The Simpsons, if you want to count it, all middle-class. He's um, not a middle child. Is that why it's called Malcolm in the Middle? He's like the middle of what's left. He's the, and he's maybe in the maybe middle. it's the middle class. The middle, poke, not counting yeah. Francis, because he's not in the picture right now. Yeah, but he's still not the middle child. I said that earlier. I think it's I think it's a weird footnote on on the show, but maybe that's not what they meant. But it's assumed. Yeah. I don't know. But even you know, show uh, all in the family, Sanford and Sons, like these, all these shows were like wildly popular, and they're all around the middle class, uh, and. They do really well, and I'm surprised you don't see more of them. Like, there's so many, like, full houses, Big Bang Theories, like, where these lavish, like, houses and apartments and stuff like that are just way unbelievable. Malcolm in the Middle has, like, a ton of, like, unpolished characters, and it's totally relatable, and I really like it a lot. It's just a genuine show, and I really like it. It was probably one of the hardest shows I've had to stop watching because I wanted to just keep going with it. So it's a very, very easy green light. Yeah, I agree with a lot Nick said. Um, I didn't hide very well my enthusiasm for this show. I had a lot of fact. I usually don't do much research. I just watched the show. I had a lot for this. I watched it all, like all the way through its first round. I'll probably continue watching it, which I haven't done re- in recently with a lot of shows we've done. I, early days, I used to rewatch everything. Yeah, I love it's semi big cast. You got to know everyone. You didn't actually get to know. Um, Reese very well in this one, but you still got a sense for who everybody is in the family, the mom and dad dynamic, the students, just the whole way this town in LA works. And they did a good job telling the story. And I just, everything about this show is perfect to me. Um, yeah. So nothing more than the fact that I like it and I want to watch more. So green light. Joe. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys. Nick, I think another show that we covered that I think fits in that realm, too, is Grounded for Life. right? The gritty, middle-class family sitcom that always works really well that I feel like we are missing a lot of. And something, I think I said this about Roseanne, we covered it, too, and I think it's really the same with this show. Watching it when we were 14, 15, you sort of related to the kids, and watching it as a person who's almost 40, you're like, those parents aren't crazy and unhinged. They're just trying to do the best they can with what they have. And it's kind of crazy when you watch shows like this and do an analytical take on it. And you realize that you have flipped 180 from the kid character to the adult character. And that's a weird, weird place to be, but it's a very interesting way to rewatch the show. If I had any issue with this, it's just that I think they didn't uh, give Hal enough because he's just so funny. He had one other line we didn't mention where he's just randomly reading the paper and saying kids are going to name a probe to Venus. It just goes, that's not going to end well. Like that is where I think he's so funny. Those quick little one lines. I wish they gave him a couple more, but I really enjoy this. I wish. Yeah, I wanted to watch more of this. Is this streaming anywhere? I figure we've mentioned that. I believe it's on I watched it on Hulu. Yeah. Okay, it's on Hulu. I will probably add this to the list to, to keep watching. I, I did enjoy it. It's a green light for me. Yeah, I'm not going to rock the boat on anything here. Um, It's a green light from me. This is a proper sitcom. Like, I feel like this era gave us another 
group of classic sitcoms like Nick said, like um, Home Improvement, like, uh, yeah, Greenlight. Well said. <laughs> um, I got nothing else to say. It's a you guys have said it all. It's a funny show. I enjoy it. Not since it's, Home Improvement has there been a television show. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. Green lights. In any event. Um, yeah, no. Um, listen, I, I'm following suit with the rest of you guys. I thought this was a really fun watch. I remember the show. I remember liking it, but it, I really haven't revisited it in so long. So I didn't know what to expect. And then a lot of times with some of these shows, like when it's a lot of younger kids, it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird now that I'm older. I don't connect the same when I'm watching all these like young kids, but I thought this was really fun. Um, I just thought, you know, very little critique on it. I enjoyed it. You know, I don't want to over delve green light for me. So that's uh five out of five. So congratulations to Malcolm in the middle. Uh, you get a perfect score from us. We haven't had many of those lately. We act well. We kind of do a couple weeks. Actually, ago, we've had more than you think. Yeah, lately it's been very positive. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we yeah, haven't done a Netflix show in a while. You, you really yeah. need to throw a Netflix original in there to get yeah, the fucking. Yeah, when it squeezing a Netflix show, but yeah, get the congratulations to Malcolm in the middle. Um, again, want to remind everyone go to s one one pod dot com. That's where you can find all the links to our social medias, where to follow us, get in contact. That's how things like this happen. This month of January, where we can have fan picks. It's through talking to, you know, all you guys who are listening. So don't just listen, subscribe, download, and then talk to us on our socials. Like, just be part of the whole thing. You know, it, and it's share with your friends. <laughs> and yes, and tell others, because that helps too. We've but, had a, uh, an uptick in followers on our Instagram. It's been good. I've seen at least a couple a day for the last week. Yeah, you know, so you guys are starting to That's awesome. To thank you, everybody. So, so keep, keep it up, and thank you. Um, but yeah, but until then, uh, we'll catch you again next week with our fifth and final um, episode for January so thank you very much for listening catch you again next week goodbye I think we got the best simmering homoeroticism <laughs>